Good morning, Shiloh. Oh, it's a wonderful day to praise the Lord. Oh, we give thanks, we give glory, we give honor to the mighty God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we say a happy Palm Sunday to everybody out there. Try to sing it with us right here. It says, Lord, you're mighty. 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 Lord, you're
you to think with us for a few minutes from the subject the pilot dilemma in our early morning worship we talked about the Barabbas dilemma what it means when we choose to set free that which serves to kill us and kill that which was sent to set us free we referenced the fact that the mob that demanded Jesus' crucifixion was part of a religious system that was more interested in self-perpetuation than in right and wrong. We referenced the fact that the mob that demanded that Barabbas go free was filled with spiritually weak people who could not get their act together because they could be so easily manipulated by systems designed to exploit them. And we should always be on guard for the Barabbas dilemma because it's as real today as it was in the time of Jesus. Well, in this worship experience, we wish to look at a different dilemma. We want to shift our attention away from the mob that cried for Barabbas to be freed, and we want to focus on the one who freed him. Governor Pontius Pilate. In our text, Pilate asks a question that has far-reaching ramifications that extend beyond the conditions of that time and impacts us today. When we read the whole passage, we see that Pilate had been caught off guard when he thought that the opportunity to free a prisoner would certainly result in Jesus being released. As it turned out, the Jewish authorities had exerted strong influence throughout the crowd to condemn Jesus instead of Barabbas. 
At the time, Pilate spoke the words of the text. He is caught in the face of a dilemma that would ultimately be his ruination as a leader and as a person. The Jewish religious system, the Sanhedrin Council, had determined that Jesus must die, but they didn't have the authority to carry out a death sentence. So they brought Jesus to Pilate. As the Roman governor, Pilate was the most powerful political ruler in the land. Pilate had examined the evidence and he had talked to Jesus. The text tells us that Pilate knew in his heart that Jesus wasn't guilty of the charges brought against him. Pilate was ready to let him go. But his accuser said, no, crucify him. And that put Pilate in the midst of a dilemma. He, he was dealing with an innocent man and a treacherous crowd. He knew what was right and he wanted to do what was right. But in the end, Pilate felt it was better for him to do what was politically popular and expedient instead of what was morally right. And it was under these conditions that Pilate asked the question that comprises our text. Then what do I do with Jesus. Pilate had authority. Pilate had experience with Jesus. Pilate had the opportunity to do what was right. Pilate had potential for a successful future. Pilate had a lot of things in his favor, but with the decision that Pilate made about Jesus, Pilate was ruined. My brothers and sisters, never forget that the decision that we make about Jesus is the most important decision we will ever make in life. And if you get that decision wrong, your life is ruined. I'm a living witness that, that you can recover from a lot of poor decisions, but there is no recovery from making a poor decision about Jesus. I confess today, I've made some bad decisions in my life. I've made bad money decisions. I've made bad business decisions. I've made bad family and personal decisions. And I've experienced setback as a result of the decisions that I have made. But after the period of setback had passed, God has always graced me with the opportunity to recover. But there is no recovery from a bad decision about Jesus. This was Pilate's dilemma. His decision and his question demand serious consideration. I want us to look and see what we can learn from this experience. First, consider that this dilemma was a test of Pilate's character. He knew what was right. He knew what it meant to punish 
the innocent and to set the guilty free. And there was no one on the scene to tell Pilate that he had to do it. There was no sage on the scene to tell Pilate what he ought to do. There was just Pilate and Pilate's character. He was standing before a crowd, but he was really standing there all by himself. My brothers and sisters, there, there comes a time in our lives when we must decide, what do I do with Jesus in relationship to my character? Character isn't determined by popular opinion. You don't whole character. Christian character can't be evaluated by the changing standards of society. Worldly success cannot be the means by which we claim that God is showing his approval in our actions. I know a whole lot of folk who are successful in the eyes of the world, but they don't measure up in the eyes of God. God told Samuel one day, man looks on the outer appearance, but I look on the heart. Despite all that Pilate thought he knew, there were some important things that he didn't know. Pilate didn't know that the choice he was making was not just between Jesus and Barabbas, but it was a choice between good and evil. It was a choice between morality and hypocrisy. It was a choice between right and wrong. Oh, whoever's listening to me today, I want you to hear me. Some of us make serious choices in life and we think that it's just about us. But our choices are really between us and God. God has a standard that he has established for his people. And we are to have a character that challenges us to rise to God's standard. Well, then a second thing I want you to see about this dilemma is that it was a test of Pilate's courage. Courage involves what we're willing to stand up for regardless of the possible consequences. My mother and father used to tell me when I was a child to have the courage of my convictions. Convictions refer to what you believe and courage of your convictions refers to being willing to stand up for what you believe no matter the cost. Pilate was the Roman governor of Judea. He represented the most powerful nation on earth. He could speak and things could happen. He could also speak and stop things from happening. There was no one in Judea who had the authority and the backing that Pilate had. Everyone had a right to expect that a man in that position also was a man of courage. But can I tell you, there are a lot of people who have positions. There are a lot of people who sit in seats, but they don't really have any courage. They can't really tell you what they believe. They're, they say they have convictions, but they lack the courage when those convictions are put to the test. And my brothers and sisters, our convictions are being put to a test today. The question is, do we have the courage 
to stick with our convictions. I'm happy to report that for a lot of Shiloh, I'm, I'm seeing courage of conviction. Our conviction is that we give back to God proportionate to how he has blessed us. And I'm seeing courage of that conviction. I've been gratified to see people in the midst of this pandemic bring their tithes and offerings to the storehouse so that the work of ministry can continue. Our conviction is that we will not forsake the regular assembly of God's people for worship. And I'm seeing courage of that conviction. Though there's no one in the pew this morning, thousands of you are viewing via live stream, assembling through social media. Dozens of you meet with me each evening on the prayer line so that we can have a little talk with Jesus. Our conviction is that we'll feed the hungry and help the needy in the name of Jesus. And I'm seeing courage of that conviction. I received a text yesterday telling me that the Saturday feeding will continue this weekend despite the challenges of social gathering restraints. Men and women of this church have decided that it's important that marginalized people in our community receive affirmation of the love of God in their lives. When it comes to the question of conviction, I'm proud to report this church has stepped up and shown great courage, but not so for Pilate. Pilate was the Roman governor. He was a man who was supposed to represent courage and honor and conviction. In his head, he knew what he should do. He knew what he could do, but Pilate didn't have the courage of his conviction. He didn't have what it took in his heart to do what he knew he needed to do in his head. And my brothers and sisters, if you intend to follow Jesus, you can look to have tests of courage. And I have to warn you, if you fail that test, it can have serious consequences. Well, finally, I want you to note how Pilate answered this question, determined his destiny. He didn't realize it at the time, but the decision that Pilate made that day would follow him the rest of his life. The Bible doesn't tell us any more about Pilate, but when we do historical research, we learn that Pilate paid a terrible price for his mistake. The Jewish historian Josephus gives us an account of what happened to Pilate. Josephus reports that Pilate lost his position as the Roman governor of Judea. He was unable to control the Jewish masses. He became a failure. And sometime between 37 and 41 AD, Pilate committed suicide. This man with seeming limitless potential, this man with incredible latitude and authority, this man only ruled for 10 years was sent back to Rome in disgrace and ultimately lost his life. As I close today, 
my brothers and sisters, I remind you again that our destiny is tied to the decision we make about Jesus. And it's a decision we need to make right now. It's an urgent decision because man born of a woman has but a short time to live and that is filled with much trouble. It's a direction determining decision because Jesus said whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. It's a responsive decision for Jesus said I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will fellowship with you and you with me. And so it's an urgent decision. It's a direction determining decision. It's a responsive decision. And I ask you today, what is your decision? How will you answer the question, what do I do with Jesus. Jesus was a problem for Pilate. Jesus exposed Pilate's poor character. Jesus challenged Pilate's courage. Jesus, because of his presence, was the cause of Pilate's aggravation and frustration. And ultimately, how Pilate dealt with Jesus determined his destiny. What about you? What will you do with Jesus? Well, my answer is in the words of a hymn. Some folk would rather have houses and land. Some choose silver and gold. These things they treasure, but they forget about their souls. I've decided to make Jesus my choice. Now, I'm not crazy, and I don't live in a fantasy world. I know that the road gets rough. I know that the going gets tough. I know that the hills are often hard to climb, but I started out a long time ago, and there's no doubt in my mind I've decided to make Jesus my choice. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for helping us when faced with our dilemmas. We know, dear God, that times arise and are present now when our character is challenged, when our courage is challenged. But we thank you, dear God, that we don't have to face these challenges by ourselves. Your word has assured us that you will never leave us nor forsake us. You made a promise that you would place your Holy Spirit within us who would always be with us, who would indwell and infill and would guide our feet and light our pathway. So that when we face the dilemmas of life, when we are challenged with the question, what do I do with Jesus? Give us the character. Give us the courage to say that Jesus 
is our choice. Bless this word which has gone forth. May it be a help to those who have heard. Let a seed have been planted in our hearing that would reap a bountiful harvest in our living. We ask these things humbly in the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen. The Lord Jesus, and we, are, we always fall deeper in love with Jesus each and every day. All of our experiences have taught us to love the Lord with all your heart. So we dedicate this next song to everybody who loves the Lord. Sing that again. 